0: Welcome to day two hundred and eighteen of Shaped by the Word. We're in our third season together. The story of the prophets. Been reading through the prophet Jeremiah. Uh, as most of the prophets do, there is a section in Jeremiah's prophecy uh, where he moves from a judgment on the nation of Israel to judgment on all of the surrounding uh, nations as well, and especially the bitter enemies uh, of Israel. Uh, and one of the things, of course, this drives home to us is that our, our God is not simply a God of, of Israel, but the God of all the earth, and he will hold all people accountable. And so you have a section, and probably some of the things to look at in this section is, even though God judges most of these nations... Uh, he promises to restore them, and, and again, he's not simply the judge of the entire earth, but he's a God who desires to restore all creation and all people uh, to himself. There are a couple of nations, however, that uh, will not be restored. Uh, among those are the Philistines, who are the bitter enemies you know, of Israel. Uh, there is no promise of restoration for them. After Nebuchadnezzar wipes them out, they'll be gone forever. And Another is Edom, which happens to be uh, Jacob's brother Esau in that nation surprisingly we'll spend two days on Moab. surprisingly moab which is one of the most bitter enemies of israel even moab has a promised note of restoration at the end so it'll be an interesting week of reading very hard names and uh, statements of judgment and besides that the girls didn't join us this week so it's just us guys it's me I'm Paul, by the way, uh, David and Matt, <laughs> as uh, we continue to read through. So let's offer this moment you know, to the Lord before we uh, pick up in uh, Jeremiah 47. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of your word. We thank you that uh, even in judgment, uh, you show yourself to be the God of all of all the earth. And even in restoration, you show yourself to be a God of compassion and kindness Uh, We thank you for uh, these words. They're hard words to read at times, and sometimes they seem so distant and sometimes so far away. Uh, May you continue to speak to us through your word as we read it. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Jeremiah 47. This is the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah the prophet concerning the Philistines before Pharaoh attacked Gaza. This is what the Lord says. See how the waters are rising in the north. They will become an overflowing torrent. The flow of the land and everything in it, the towns and those who live in it. The people will cry out, all who dwell in the land will well. At the sounds of the hooves and the galloping steeds, at the noise of the enemy's chariots, the rumble of their wills, parents will not turn to help their children, their hands will hang limp, for the day has come to destroy all the Philistines and to remove all survivors who could help Tyre and Sidon. The Lord is about to destroy the Philistines and remnant from the coast of Kaftar. Gaza will shave her head in mourning. Ashkelon will be silenced. You remnant on the plains, how long will you cut yourselves? Alas, sword of the Lord, how long will you rest? Return to your sheath. Cease to be still. But how can it rest when the Lord has commanded it, when he has ordered it to attack Ashkelon and the coast? And, of course, you have that sense of inevitability uh, that the sword of the Lord will not cease until its purposes have been accomplished. And so, in this uh, sense of judgment, you have some of the harshest images of judgment. You know, like you do through all of the prophets, you have such a relentless attack that parents uh, will not even turn back. You know, to help small, you know, children, and uh, the real character of the nation is revealed even in the moment of judgment. And uh, so, we begin a week of judgment mm-hmm. with the judgment of the Philistines.
1: You know, one of the things that. Always stands out to me when we read these messages of judgment is it's the Lord's not being a, an arbitrary you know judge is just kind of picking and choosing who He wants to be mean to, and you, instead what we're really seeing is just how uh, how entrenched these nations are in sin and idolatry and and even going back I mean if we were to go back in earlier books um, of the Old Testament you begin to see when God tells Israel you know I'm going to bring you into this land because Yeah, their wickedness has come up against me. It's their wickedness that will cast them out of the land and and God will judge the nations of the earth. And and so we're seeing here the just how deep seated the sin is of the, the Philistines and just as God has judged his own people, so he judges the other nations. It's horrific.
0: No, and, and of course this, this enmity goes all the way back. You know, <clears throat> to the time of David, mm. uh, these are the bitter enemies of Israel in the time of David. And of course, it is the Philistine Goliath, you know, that David defeated and uh, earned the song that Saul has killed thousands, but David has you know killed his ten thousands. And uh, they've been such a bitter enemy of Israel that there is, you know, for the Philistines, no promise, you know, no promise of, of restoration. Mm. And of course, that doesn't mean that individual people in the Philistines would not you know, would not receive grace, uh, but it is a it's a nice reminder to us that that's what our sins have deserved. They don't deserve a second chance or a third chance or a fourth mm-hmm. chance. And as many times, you know, as the Lord has forgiven us and has restored us and renewed us and called us back to himself, a uh, reminder of the incredible grace that we've received in Christ Jesus, where uh, even though we... Uh, As Paul said, we're enemies of God, uh, that he sent his son to die on the cross in place. And Mm -hmm. very rarely will anyone you know, die for good people. And these certainly are not good Mm -hmm. people. uh, Though for a righteous person, Paul says, one might possibly dare to die. But uh, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still enemies, Christ Jesus died for us. So we see here what it's like to be an enemy of God under the judgment of God. The difference with us is the cross has given us, uh, you know, a path to restoration and hope.
2: And that's kind of what I was seeing towards the end. You guys can tell me if I'm being too imaginative, but you know, obviously, as we're reading scripture and be looking for how it's pointing to Christ and and pointing to gospel hope. And you kind of hear that cry of the people in in verse six. You know, alas, sword, Lord, how long till you rest? Like how long till this judgment's over and you return to your sheath uh, and you cease to be still and and we know that really, as you follow the story, like that rest and that judgment doesn't come to an end until we encounter Christ. And, and when we're actually in him and united to him, that we actually do escape the sword of the Lord and, and the judgment to come. And in a sense, the sheath it has been put back in the sheath for us, not because of anything we did, but the fact that Christ took that judgment for us in our place. And then no longer is the judgment against us. And, and then we can actually experience rest and, and stillness because of Jesus. So I don't know, I was kind of just as reading seeing that a little bit but
0: yeah there's there's no doubt and and we should always be reminded that that God's holiness is proved both in his judgment and his salvation. Uh, his judgment uh, you know is his justice you know against sin and against anything that has been an affront to his holiness not only an affront to his holiness but an affront to the glory he experienced us to know in him and to share in him and, and of course um His salvation uh, is is a matter that, you know, a matter that is only finally visible on the Mm -hmm. cross, uh, that by accomplishing justice on our behalf, He was able to save us and extend His mercy to us. So, it is, is, there's always always that reminder, you know, Mm -hmm. God is glorified both in judgment and in salvation. And both of those are, you know, a demonstration of who He is, and both of those are meant to compel us, you know, to come into His presence. Uh, both his kindness and, and his judgment. Mm-hmm. David, why don't you close us with
2: a word of prayer? Yes, yeah, pray. And Father, how incredible that you have given us your enemies grace and mercy and compassion in Christ Jesus. Thank you so much for the deep love that you've shown us in Christ. Um, may our hearts be renewed and restored by the good news of the gospel today. We pray it all in the name of Jesus. Amen.